it in my head. <laughs> There's a Ezekiel one song. <laughs> my tin, my my tin cup too. <laughs> can't get, I can't get my get my coffee either. Are y'all picking that up? I'm picking up a frequency here. <laughs> I feel like uh, Randy Quaid in in Men in Black. Not Men in Black. Was it Independence Day? <laughs> <laughs> the abductee. <laughs> they did experiments on him. <laughs> oh, that movie's so bad and good at the same time. That's a great movie. That is a. I love that movie. Everybody at Heroes of Fantasy always made fun of me because I love that movie. And anytime there would be like an Independence Day toy or something, like Solomon, <laughs> the one where the, the alien opens up and there's another one inside. Yeah, the alien opens yeah. up. Yeah, oh. that's the, the classic. Whenever you see an alien, that's not the alien. You're looking for the little guy inside the alien. Right. That's the. That's just a suit. I never saw so, the second one, the new one. I don't know if it was any good or not. Nah. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of cool to see, like, kind of be back in that world. But I, it's forgettable. If you didn't have Jeff Goldblum's dad losing it, that he was going into space. <laughs> David, my Damon, Damon, <laughs> upload a virus to an alien spaceship. The dumbest thing ever. Well, they have Windows, you know. No, they have Windows yeah. ninety five. <laughs> They're running DOS. <laughs> <Okay. bro>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't put a virus on DOS. <laughs> all right are we live are we on facebook oh, yeah we've, we're live <laughs> we're on. all right hello and welcome hello from outer space we are protected from 5g and witches and aliens not gonna get in our heads this oh, is okay. the t- welcome to this week's edition of the time and place uh you know i was thinking we should probably introduce ourselves if we like for the podcast for the okay. for the non-visual that's a good idea probably a lot of names yeah. so I'm Solomon, and we've got Julian and Abby here as well. That's We're me. All I'm here. Julian. And Hello. And that's Abby. Hey. All hey. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very weird. We gotta get this. We gotta get more like produced. I was listening to the New York New York Times podcast. Oh it's wow! So, oh my gosh! It's like overproduced <laughs> yeah. music in the, the way the guy talks is very dramatic too. It's really weird. Um, kind maybe, of NPR maybe. vibe. But maybe we need to start talking really crazy. Yeah. No? Like music, music starts like, we'll be right back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Calm down. New York times. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Today, we, yeah. Tonight we're going to be talking about, believe it or not, aliens. <laughs> uh, we got to talking about it before and I'm, I, I've never personally asked it. I've never been brave enough to ask this uh, about this in church or Sunday school or community group or something like, Hey, what, are, what, what about aliens or something? Yeah. Like, what do, what do we believe about that? So hopefully this can be the time and place for that question. Uh, what should Christians think about extraterrestrials, aliens, life on other planets, UFOs, all that whole, um, I mean, there's, they, this topic can really bleed into a lot of other sort of paranormal, supernatural, mm-hmm. weird stuff, but uh, we're going to try to stick to like aliens, UFOs, extraterrestrials, life on other planets, uh, are we alone kind of thing, you know, that that's what we're going to be talking about. What, what should a Christian think about this? What does the Bible have to say about any of this? 
Um, did Ezekiel see a UFO in Ezekiel 1? Uh, <laughs> we saw the wheel within a wheel spinning, bright, shining in the sky. Like, whoa, it sounds like a flying saucer or something. But um, yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about. Aliens. What should a Christian think about aliens? Should we believe? Can we believe? Do you believe in aliens? Um, yeah, leave a comment. Uh, tell us what you think. If you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, if you believe in aliens, if you don't. Um, yeah, so... All right. So, um, I mean, starting cards on the table, what what do you guys believe about? Do you believe there's aliens? No. No. Not aliens like most people think. Not like ET phone home, like extraterrestrial like, kind of dudes, right? Like <laughs> illegal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we that's going on. Yeah. Um, what about y'all? Little green men, like that kind of the grays and the whatever. Um, I'd have to say no. I can't exactly articulate why necessarily, but I just feel like it's 2020. And if there was, you know, something like, as far as like, what, what do I believe? I would say no. I think it would be really cool. It's really entertaining. I grew up like a sci-fi Star Wars kid, like totally loved aliens and, science fiction and space. Me and my friend tried to write like a science, uh, science fiction novel. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, we're, I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah. So I, I love all that stuff. So it was like any, any UFO side or anything was like, Oh man, what if like that could be like, Whoa, that would be really cool. Or there's other aliens, whatever. But I don't know. Deep down it's like, I, I really don't think so. Someone told me when I was a kid, like when, cause I kind of asked about this stuff when I was a kid, and they're saying, like, if there was life on other planets, God would have said something about it in the Bible. Or we would have some kind of understanding biblically about creation, him creating man, him creating animals, uh, you know, our planet, other planets, the stars in the sky. You maybe wouldn't have mentioned it in the Bible. You know, that was kind of how it was always to me. And I, I guess that was always kind of good enough of like, well, that's true. I guess there's no I life on other planets. Yeah, I always had the same kind of attitude. Like, I was really intrigued by aliens and the idea of other planets and other things like that, but I never believed it. Like, even when it was, like, hard camera footage, I was still like, yeah, but it's probably not. There's probably not aliens. So I, I just... There's never hard camera if footage. I don't know, man. The, that's, the, the, that's my big problem, too. The Air Force, it's always some yeah. grainy radar light in the sky. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It looks like a piece of fuzz on the screen. I don't even know what I'm looking at with these videos saying, of think, UFOs. I think they like our hats. I think, I think we should do this every week. Every week. Yeah. I feel I like I, I know what you guys are saying before you say it. <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like I'm getting the same wavelengths. <laughs> my wife, my Wi-Fi is better right now. Getting, also, getting no I'm getting <laughs> getting no lag abby you're you're like actually not breathing. yeah it's a wi-fi extender yeah it's 5g on your head <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, i've never well you julian what do you think i've never i don't think there's any life anywhere else but here like uh i think i was telling you this weekend there's this thing called the fermi paradox because we were talking about it oh yeah for for yeah, so the Fermi paradox is basically this idea that Enrico Fermi, who worked on the, the Manhattan Project, uh, super smart physicist, he did the math and he was like, okay, for all the stars in the universe that are similar to our sun with all the planets that are similar to Earth, if the universe is infinite, 
there should be life on other planets. There's no reason that there shouldn't be. And given the number of them and how many years we've been around, they should be sufficiently advanced to contact us, but they haven't. So why? That's the paradox. Like there should be, but we don't have any evidence. And his conclusion was either they don't exist, they don't want to contact us, or they did exist, but any civilization that gets advanced enough destroys itself. So all we would have is like the remnants of their society. So scientifically speaking, there's no reason that there shouldn't be alien contact, but there hasn't been at all. Yeah. So that's where it gets weird. I'm I'm pretty sure my stepbrother believes that Elon Musk is an alien from the moon. (laughs) (laughs) And he came to teach us. Well, I mean, the way he talks, I can kind of see it. (laughs) He always looks like he's processing. He's always like. No, my stepbrother. It's computing. Yeah. 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 Right. It's like he's. Downloading before he answers. He really does take. He like talks. It takes like ten seconds. Before yeah, he answers it's question. very strange, and I don't know if it's the language barrier. He's just he's got that look about him. He's just weird. But Zuckerberg kind of looks like an alien too. Oh my god, he gosh. really does. He I've does seen really his does. lizard. I've seen his lizard eyes come through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. So Sezen fought with an alien or a ghost. Yeah, or even. I saw. I see that. I'm actually. A fl- Flat Earther. Oh, jeez. Did I say your name right? Did I say your name right? I don't know. I love how I love how I'm uh, rolling my eyes at a flat Earther with a tinfoil hat on my head. <laughs> well, this is just sensible. This is just a precaution. <laughs> this is science. And my phone right. reads my thoughts all the time. I can't guarantee that nothing else is either. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get a bunch of ads for tinfoil on our Amazon and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to come up with a bunch of Reynolds, Reynolds rap is going to bombard our social media. Oh, man. So none of us believe in aliens, like little people that live on other planets, right? We're not saying we get there. Aliens. I say aliens. Dude, that guy is my favorite. I've been, I've been on Ancient Aliens since it started. That guy is my favorite. If you watch it from the beginning, if you watch it from the beginning, you see the progression. Like he had normal hair, and then every season it got a little bigger. It was like watching an evolution of a Pokemon. How they like get bigger. The next level. (laughs) Yeah, the Super Saiyan. Yes, the Super Saiyan. (laughs) I I didn't realize how much of Ancient Aliens actually was into so many, including my own, so many people's belief system about aliens. Like I've never even watched the show, but for some reason. I, in my mind, I think I thought the aliens had to have helped build all these crazy structures, which I guess originally came from that show. Right. And I just had yeah. never really watched it. But I've always said, like, ancient aliens is crap. I just never really realized that that's where that all came from. So, Well, the first time I heard that theory of, about everything was in a comic book. Uh, do you ever read The Eternals, Solomon? No. So it was the, it was a Jack Kirby thing he created in the seventies. Yeah, that's the like old that, thing, right? Yeah, that's the new it god, right? Or like- yeah, yeah, exactly. It was exactly like that. Aliens came to Earth and they created the Eternals and they also created the, the Deviants and they helped make mankind mankind. And that was the first time I ever heard that they tampered with DNA. So then when I saw Ancient Aliens, I was like, I've heard this before. What is it? And then it was like, oh, it's a comic book. Yeah. Thing. But apparently Kirby got that yeah. idea from Sitchin, Zachariah Sitchin, like the expert, the guy who made sure. the ancient astronaut <laughs> theory. So it's been around since like the late 60s, early 70s. Oh, yeah. Sitchin, he has those books, right? Yeah. Where it's like Chariots of yeah, the Gods. He, yeah. He like really started all the, the ancient alien stuff with like yeah. the Sumerian uh, hieroglyphs, whatever those pictures that showed like a 
nine planet solar system and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like all those weird, the yeah. the technology and the, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, have you seen those pictures of like it of of a person inside some kind of like spaceship thing that was etched on the side of a wall? I've seen the ones that are like figures that look like a a space helmet. Where it's yeah. like eye opening, but it looks like a, a helmet. I've seen those. Yeah. Well, there's like there's like ancient like carvings of what look like a guy in a like an astronaut suit in a little pod of some mm-hmm. kind. It's like, what is that? Like, oh, what? That's a thousand years ago. <laughs> so. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. So we we don't think there's aliens, but I I had this argument with a friend one time because we were talking about it, and I was like, well. Millions of people uh, have said they had these experiences. They can't all be lying, right? And his answer was, yes, they're all lying. But I was like, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, they can feed into each other subconsciously. Like right. they can have like some kind of weird dream or weird hallucinatory, you know, psychedelic experience or something. And that's informed by just our cultural understanding of aliens and spaceships and, and movies. I mean, especially, you know, after the seventies and stuff and like sci-fi really took off um, close encounters and ET. And I mean, that, that was like a huge cultural thing. Uh, like after the fifties and sixties, well, after Sputnik, you know, after we went right. to space, after these things it really like infected the culture. And, you know, it's, it's just interesting. We don't really hear a lot about UFO sightings before then. I mean, I know 1947 was supposed to be the Roswell crash and stuff. But, um, you know, so it's a cultural thing. And so if you have some kind of weird, crazy experience or something or a dream or something, it's going to, I think, be informed by those kinds of things. And well, yeah. they're going to match up with other people's stories about aliens. The, the first, like, modern alien uh, abduction story, I don't know if you ever heard the story of Betty and Barney Hill? Yeah. They were the first modern one. They were, they were a couple in the 50s that said they got abducted by aliens. And the, the part that makes it sketchy is that they said they got they they had a suppressed memory and mm. they remembered the experience after going through hypnotherapy. Mm. Yeah. So I'm always super skeptical of like the recovered memory stuff. Well, don't they don't like not have that much control over that like a hypnosis thing? Wouldn't that right. make it more reliable if it's like Oh, they didn't even have control to make up this story. They they found this memory through hypnosis or something. Well, the problem is with the thing that's tricky about memory is it's very susceptible to suggestion. Like mm. they did this thing where uh, this experiment to, to test that, where they gave they showed people pictures of them at Disney World when they had never been to Disney World. Like they photoshopped them into it. And <laughs> they showed it to them and told them stories about it, like, yeah, that time that you blah blah blah. And afterwards, people were like, I know I've never been there, but I have memories of being there. Well, and it's the same. Yeah. And it's kind of the same way if like we all went to somebody's 50th birthday party and someone said, what are your memories? My memories are going to be different from your memories. They're going to be from different from Solomon's memories. So it's kind of like. Different testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Memory is very subjective. So it's very hard to be like, oh, this was a suppressed memory, but now I got it. It's 100% accurate. Like, well, well, usually, like, when when a memory is too perfect, it's like, okay, you know, that sounds rehearsed or like. See, that's how I felt about Bob Lazar when I was watching his. uh, Oh, Bob Lazar. So y'all watched it? Y'all watched the Netflix talk? Mr. Laser. (laughs) Bob Laser. Yep. I watched it. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. Of all the like 
alien guys, the people who claim to see something, he just doesn't seem like you, like the polar opposite would be like a Alex Jones type of like, it's true. I have all the right. answers. Here's the explanation. Right. I know exactly right. what they're doing and I have it all. You know, he's like, I don't know anything, but what mm-hmm. I was saw. And I don't know if there's aliens. I don't know if this came from outer space. Uh, they told him, they, they told him that they dug it up like in the fifties or something. Uh, or like even longer ago than that in an archaeological dig that some of this stuff that he was working on. Um, it, it seems like his main thing, those you don't know, Bob Lazar is a guy who worked at Area 51 in the 80s. 80s, right? It was like through yeah, the Yeah, because he came out in like 89, I think. Yeah, so he worked at, at he's an engineer, worked at Sandia Labs or Los Alamos Labs in New Mexico or mm-hmm. something. We're, we're, did nuclear stuff, did like a lot of really smart stuff. Uh, went to MIT, right? And like, you know, he's a super smart guy, engineer. So they got, they hired him to work at Area 51 and basically try and reverse engineer this technology they had that they said came from like a spaceship or nine, UFO. right? Nine spaceships. Right. Well, they yeah. said they had nine. Yeah. They said, but right. he only had, he was only working on like the gravity device. Right. Thing. It was all the compartmentalized the propulsion. Yeah. He was, his, right. he was working on the propulsion system of gravity and how it would like just levitate and, you know, like, and people have actually worked on that mm-hmm. as far as like, uh, how, like what pulls us down to earth gravity fiddling with that like fiddling right. with gravity in space into like what if instead of just like dropping a ball and it goes down you could steer that in that that gravity be kind of mm. like move you around so that's what he said it basically did is mm. then that's how the lights in the sky and the spaceships that people see that's what they do that's how they move it's just very you know, abrupt movements. He's saying, cause they're messing with gravity that way. So, and in his, his aspect, his, his view on it was like, um, they have some kind of technology. I don't know how they got it, but they have it and they're keeping it from people. This could, this could be the good science. For he was, the science of it. Yeah. 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 And his There's thing like was that technology that they have, I don't know how they have it, but they have it and they're not like, sharing it but i mean how can they if they can't even figure out how it works right know? and what i so that was his thing what was interesting with him yeah. too is that he did talk about how he thought it was weird that they were telling him all this alien stuff like very early like he was he was being given dossiers and stuff about where they got all this stuff from before like right he, he even, yeah before he was even working on anything and he thought that was weird so it's it's possible that <laughs> What what I thought, and this is talking about the government. I got to take my, my antenna off. What? I've got to. I'm going to protect my brain here. No, this hat so is weird. This hat blocks it's RFID. Just sliding around. Uh, <laughs> what I always thought is that it's totally possible that the government has secret projects that they're working on that they don't want us to know about that are far advanced beyond anything we can understand, and. It's possible that that was the story he got, but somebody else may have got a different story in a different department. Like if you went to another department, they could have heard, "Oh, we got this from Russia. They had this secret project that we we they crashed. We got it, and now we're trying to make it ourselves." So it's it's. I don't doubt so he was giving the alien story, right? Yeah, like was, that was his story, but somebody else got a different one, and somebody else got a different one. If they all talked, they'd all have different stories. So I don't doubt that he worked at Area 51. I don't doubt they have secret projects. I don't doubt they have experimental craft. I just don't think the alien part is real. Well, so the him the whole him working at Area 51, that seemed like the most credible part, right? 
Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, sure. You right. worked at a base in, in New Mexico, whatever, oh, Las Vegas, or whatever, Nevada. Sure. Like a secret, there, there are, we know there's secret bases. We know the government's working on technology and aircraft and doing things, you know? Um, so sure. But then a part of that story, which he, a big part of that, that gave him a lot of credibility was the hand scanner. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the, so Bob Lazar said that in the eighties, he worked at Area 51 and they had a hand scanner that you would put your hand on. It was a little device and a little pad and you would put your hand on it and it would read your bone structure. It would like x-ray your hand or something. And that was how they would identify you with your fingerprints in your hand. And, but it also go to like to your bone and that's how they were like got into doors and stuff. Well, every, that was like discounted and was like, Oh, that doesn't exist. There's nothing like that exists. But then, but then apparently, through the doc, through the documentary on, on uh, Netflix, someone sent Bob Lazar or the director or somebody a picture of the hand scanner <laughs> that, that he was kind of describing that they used at their uh, secret facility or some or some high government thing that he worked on. So they show a picture of it to Bob, and he goes, "Oh my gosh, that's it. That's yeah. the thing." And so that was supposed to be legitimate, like they did have it back in the eighties. Like, Oh, that, that legitimized it. He, he described this hand scanner thing and they found a picture from somebody who worked on stuff like that in the eighties. Someone sent him that picture and he recognized it. And that was supposed to be like this big, he did work there or whatever. Right. Right. Well, it turns out that hand scanner that he saw a picture he saw was in a movie from 1976 1977, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So, and in that that hand scanner that they showed him that he recognized is in that movie that came out about a decade before. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know if he's lying or if Close Encounters used a real hand scanner for the movie. 10 years before Bob was already Area 51 it was supposed to be advanced in the eighties. Apparently it was in a movie from the seventies. So I don't know. That was very like, what this guy's full of crap, you know? And that was a big, like, at least for me, like how much, how much else is he shrugging off and like playing as like, yeah, I, I did this. I did that. Or, I don't right. know. But he also doesn't seem like a guy who wants attention. And he could have a lot of attention if he wanted it, but he like doesn't. He's, he's accepted no money, apparently. Again, allegedly, he's accepted no money from any speeches or, or writing he's done on this. Anybody gives him money, he gives it immediately to like some science charity fund or whatever, science foundation. So, I don't know. Um, this seemed to have like really ruined his life, all the publicity. Uh, he can't really do anything else <laughs> job-wise or whatever. But... Um, I don't know. It just seems like a very weird thing. You just believe it. You don't believe it. You know, and it's one of those things where like, okay, these couple things are true. Like he did work at Los Alamos labs. Right. But what, does that mean he's, there are aliens? You know what I mean? We make right. these giant leaps. We see these true things. It's like, sure, that's true. And they were lying about that, but it turned out to be true that he, that he worked at Los Alamos. But that doesn't mean there was, there are aliens. You know what I mean? It's like you legitimize one thing of his story and then that legitimized everything. And that's what I think people do a lot is like, broad strokes from small truths, you know, about things. Like I believe you saw something in the sky, right? Sure. You saw light swirling around in the sky, but what is that? Does that mean aliens exist? No, but I think people make that leap 
you know, in their minds a lot. And I think part of it is I sent you guys a video from uh, uh what was his name? <laughs> he was talking about how aliens are atheist religion or aliens are scientific religion. Like mm, people yeah. really want something to believe in, to believe that we're not alone in the universe and, and aliens are a convenient way to like, well, I don't believe in God, but this has a scientific explanation and it can give us an idea of there's a bigger thing out there. That's not us aliens. So but I think we're not accountable to, right. We're not right. accountable to them in any way, but they exist and we're not alone. Yeah. And I think that's a really attractive thought. Like people want aliens to be real. Right. Yeah. And well, that's yeah. a true God of the gaps, right? It's like, we have these things that we don't can't account for like human, human consciousness, right? Uh, huge leaps in evolution from species to species, uh, a big bang that started everything, life coming from non-life, right? We have these little things that we can't account for. So sure. It could be aliens. Like they'd rather believe that than believe in what well, uh, actual historical documented God revealed himself to humanity. Like <laughs> did, uh, did you ever see the documentary expelled by uh, Ben Stein? Yeah. He, there's a scene where he gets to talk to. Um, I think what we talk about with the crystals and the. No, no, no. There's a different part where he's talking. Why am I blanking on his name right now? Not Hitchens, the other a famous atheist. Uh, Dawkins. Gross. Dawkins. Oh, no, Dawkins. he talks to Dawkins. Oh, Dawkins is a lizard person. <laughs> Dawkins. <is> like, <laughs> he like sounds it, like a snake. Just British. He's if a reptilian. He is. If I had to cast a like animated a voice for an animated. <laughs> serpentine lizard villain in an animated movie and I need a voice I would go to Richard Dawkins <laughs> he would be the Triceratons uh, <laughs> yeah. there's a scene where he's talking to Dawkins British lizards. and Dawkins is Dawkins is totally okay with the idea that aliens came to earth and manipulated our DNA like he's willing to accept that idea but he's not willing to accept the idea of a god that created the universe like that's a bridge too far but alien manipulation that's plausible in his in his worldview, so it, yeah. it really is that like it's it's a gap filler if you want it to be like it's, yeah. that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah, I, I've heard so, of like we've heard like the space crystals or whatever, like a meteor hit Earth. Before yes, any and bacteria or something. I don't and know some kind of bacteria from space or some kind of crystals on the back of this meteor, and that got into the primordial ooze and got struck by lightning. That was the first life single cell organism or whatever. Literally Frankenstein. Or, like something something we have zero evidence on, just right. pure science fiction, they're willing to believe that over God because they, then they're sinners. Then they're accountable. And that's, yep. they can't, they, where, that can't be the case. Where, where do we yeah. get the, where do we get the space rocks from? It's just mad. Exactly. Exactly. Where does that, what are those bacterial crystals from outer space? Like what, you know, and that exactly. Where does that come from? That just, that is space rock matter coming from non-matter, you know, they just want one miracle. So would y'all say that you think that there's just no aliens, it's all made up, or would do you think there's a demonic force behind aliens at all? Okay, so yeah, this is what I like that like it, it's hard to say. I mean, I'd like to hear Abby your your take because I know that's kind of like especially I, when I think, you said you had a theory that you couldn't tell us. I until did, now. I did have well, a theory, and now my theory's gone after watching Ancient Aliens debunked. I'm like, well, there goes my theory. Like, man, never mind. That ruined everything. Wait, you had I'm, a theory always, that was in Ancient Aliens? 
I had a theory, but it was gone. Yeah, debunked. What was the theory? I didn't, I didn't watch the Ancient Aliens. What was the? I, I, I hadn't formulated my theory all the way yet, but I've always thought that aliens. Get debunked. Were... <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought the aliens were demons. Okay, and so my theory that's no longer was I was thinking like, okay, aliens. Okay, you know how people in the Bible really thought that they're worshiping gods. Like the people right. in Egypt, the people in Egypt really could do magic. Like they did three or yeah. four of of the stuff that Moses did. Right. So I, I do believe that there was some kind of demonic persuasion in there to make them believe in what they were believing in. Okay. Because they, yeah. okay. So that is, and me and Julian kind of dif differentiate here because I've always said I used to be a way hard, diehard conspiracy person. Mm -hmm. Now I see conspiracies more of just deceptions that unbelievers get lost in. You know mm -hmm. what I That's mean? That's an old like, hat that you had from your conspiracy days. <laughs> yes, I, I've had this for a long time. <laughs> I wear it it's actually, it's a family heirloom. It was passed down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that Kinsley asked me if she could have it. That tinfoil hat came over on the Mayflower. <laughs> and in the family for generations <laughs> but yeah i i mean so I, I think i've always thought that just i mean i think i even told my three-year-old like aliens are demons like have you ever seen an alien it's a demon sorry i grew up in, in a fundamental baptist church you know it was like very like legalistic and very uh pr uh dispensational pre-mill rapture left behind Six, six, you know, all, but you know, which kind of gets into the conspiracy theory sort of stuff. And yeah, I've heard that too. It was like, you know, it, aliens are just demons. If someone sees an alien, they see a demon. I was like, well, what about like just a light in the sky? Is that a demon? What about like a flying saucer? Is a flying saucer a demon? Like, or the demons have cars that they fly around in? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of like what yeah, Julian said. Really, well, probably from my dad's side. But it kind of like when Julian was like, "Well, do you think the aliens are going to leave us this, leave us this technology?" Right. If no. the aliens are demons, like are demons showing up and giving us tech to ancient man? And part of my problem with the ancient aliens theory, like fundamentally, is it assumes that people that used to be alive back then are stupid and couldn't do anything. Like that's that's the main problem with it is yeah. that it, it takes the evol evolutionary worldview at at its foundation and says, well. Man wasn't sufficiently advanced, so they couldn't have done this. So there must be another way. Rather than yeah. assuming, like, well, they were as smart as we were. They just had to right. right. Yeah, and I think even yeah. in that documentary, it was talking about how some how some things, like the ancient aliens had said that this is made from this kind of rock. The only thing that could um, get this kind of rock out was like a metal-plated mm -hmm. hammer. And then when they when you go and actually look at what kind of rock it is, they completely lied. Like it wasn't right. actually the kind of rock that they said. So that was kind of interesting because I think I always, like I said, I kind of had like a worldview from ancient aliens without realizing that it was from ancient aliens. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, but I, I don't want to discount. I don't want to discount everybody who said they've had an encounter because. Okay, I, for for instance, ghosts. I think ghosts are probably demonic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Aleister yeah. Crowley, his first demon looked a lot, a lot like an alien. Yeah, that was weird. Because what was that? That was like the fifties, right? Or like oh, earlier than that? I think. Older, older, yeah, I think yeah. earlier. Yeah. Let me let me check. Wow. But yeah, Crowley's back in the day, man. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I didn't know that that little sketch he drew. And the, yeah. And of that, that that that, that would have. 
Lam? Lam, L-A-M or Lamb? I don't know. That's an alien name. Crowley died in 1947, so that alien thing would have been like in the 30s or the 20s. Gosh, so that was like, wait, he died in 1947? Yeah. Same year the aliens crashed at Roswell? Oh. Now we're getting into into Grant Morrison territory. That's it. That's proof. What else do you need? Did you watch the, uh, Abby, did you watch the Grant Morrison video? Because that's another person who said they've had an alien experience. I don't, I don't know. I think I think the link. I don't think I made it to that one. Yeah, but Ancient Aliens was three hours long. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing either, but it was enough. <laughs> After like twenty minutes, I was like, okay, this guy. I think he knows what he's talking about. I'll take the Okay, rest. he's right. Case closed. Yeah, you got it. So <laughs> I'm I'm kind of with you. I I don't want to discount every single person's experience story because I I don't think they're all lying, right. and I don't think they're all delusional. I think, right. and maybe there are some that are lying and delusional. Right. Well, no, I, I think had, mind is a very powerful thing as well. I, I agree with you, yeah. Especially on drugs. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying drugs. Right? <laughs> I'm not saying drugs. <laughs> I mean, drugs. it's so true. We've, I saw, we've, heard, we've heard Rogan talk about it, the clockwork elves, yeah. and the DMT, and the... Yeah. Where well, that's, more, that's the interdimensional. Right. Yeah. There was... Opinion. There was one night in my in my crazy days when I've already confessed that I was crazy, and it was the same. It was the same night that I took acid and I was talking to a tree. But when I looked up in the sky, I thought I was seeing. I really thought like I could see the stars, but I really thought that I was seeing like this whole other dimension in the sky. And I wish I could like, you know, like what what's that movie where like like in your mind where you're taking pictures in your mind? What movie was that? Yeah, no. Yeah, Men yeah, wedding crashers, right? No, I'm thinking uh, of the office. I don't know. No, I don't know, but I wish I could have done that because it's it's really uh, true. Drugs can like oh, make oh. you really think that things are real. Well, what's yeah, weird is when Wi-Fi back. <laughs> I get the signal back up. When uh, signal. when he had Alex Jones on, they were talking about people taking DMT and having a shared hallucination, like they're all having the same hallucination. So, That's okay, crazy. yeah, well, so, yeah, that that was weird, but they were together, right? Yeah, yeah. So you don't think somebody was tripping and then right. was like, oh, see those elves? And then you're like, I do see the elves. Now right. that you said it to me, yeah. now we're both talking about and seeing the same thing. Imagine that. <laughs> you know, we're on the same yeah. drugs at the same time in the same place talking about the same thing. Yeah, we all see the same thing. So like, how weird. How likely do you think it is? Would you, would, if you had to put a number, because I've said like ninety nine point nine percent of people are either lying or delusional about these kind of experiences, and there's maybe point one percent that are actually having something happen. Do, do you think that's an overstatement? Do you think there's more than point one percent that are having some kind of real experience? I would say maybe a little more than one percent. Well, what would I you say? But I don't know. I, like- I haven't looked at all of them. Oh. She just got abducted right now. God. <laughs> uh, come back. How, how crazy would that be if one of us got abducted on camera as we're talking about how, and there's no alien, and then just. Poof. Abby, you read me. Can you hear me? She just commented. <laughs> We got her comment on the screen. My computer randomly decided to restart. Getting oh, back on. <laughs> randomly decided government. to restart. Dude. The FBI <laughs> is listening to us right now. 
They're saying delete this. Y'all are getting too close <laughs> to the, the truth. truth. We're changing the format. We're it, all we conspiracies actually, all what, the time. What, what were we just talking about? We said we must have said something. Rose was saying, right before he went off. That was we're the truth. Not- that was the true thing. DMT, it's real. You're punching through dimensions. You you gave a stat. Not four percent of the people are seeing the truth. That was it. Remember that. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, that never you. happened before. That never yeah, happened. Yeah, no, that's that's the first time. <laughs> we I really mean, got too close. We're getting too close to the truth, y'all. That's oh, it. The men in black are going to show up now. <laughs> yes, the men in so, black are. When we start talking about Ezekiel, uh, did you ever see that Nicolas Cage movie? I think it was called Knowing. Yeah. Where that was a big part of it was that the Ezekiel vision. Where he would what? have little premonitions, right? Yes. And then, like, yes. this would happen. Right. Yeah. And there was like a num- number code or something. Anyways, the Ezekiel vision. That's one of the big ones when people talk about ancient aliens. They go to the Bible, they pull up Ezekiel, and they're like, oh, that is a UFO. There it is. Wheel within a wheel. So that's Ezekiel 1, right? Uh, what did I say? What, I had it before. 17. Pull it up. As they moved, they would go in any one of our four of the four directions the creatures faced. The wheels did not change direction as the creatures went. Uh, so 21, when the creatures moved, they also moved. When the creatures stood still, they also stood still. And when the creatures rose from the ground, the wheels rose along with them because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. So there's, there's a part before, though, in Ezekiel 1 where he talks about, like kind of describes the wheels. And he says that they were gleaming like barrel with a Y. Um, gosh, I had it. It's the one I posted. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, appeared it's to be made like a wheel. So, verse 16 this is the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like topaz, and all four looked alike. Each appeared to be made like a wheel intersecting a wheel. So, it was like a ball. So, yeah. it was like a, I so thought like it was like wheel two and then wheels, two like a two like like spinners, like rims. You know, on your wheels. Oh, I've always understand, understood. Spinners on your wheels. Right. <laughs> uh, so, on your on your rims, but it was uh, intersecting. Mm-hmm. It was like a like a ball. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah, like cross, like this. So there's one going this way, one going this way, but yeah. they don't change direction. They just go wherever they go. They go up. They go down. They go over. And then he talks about a, a dome being over them. Yeah. So the the. The drawings and models that I was seeing is like the dome over them is the mothership, and then they drop down, and this is his experience. And there's a lot of that. I've seen the Isaiah vision too talked about as a, an alien experience in the Bible, like a the presence of the Lord filled the temple and the four living creatures. It's always the four living creatures. It always comes back to that. Yeah. Well, Ezekiel and Daniel, there's a lot of um, like revelation in that when the in, in the the beasts and the creatures that he sees and, and a lot of the apocalyptic kind of hyperbole, you know, uh, in the destruction, in, in Ezekiel, uh, 30 or 31, the destruction of Egypt, you know, the, the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky. The sky will roll back like a scroll. Like there's all this apocalyptic language that is very similar to revelation. Right. And, but it's, but it's just, it, it, it's, it's the language God uses when talking about the destruction of a, a nation or a city. Right. Like Egypt and uh, Babylon and Canaan, like they always have, like in Daniel, they always have this like apocalyptic hyperbole 
that is also used in Revelation. And Revelation, as we know, too, talks about the dragon and the, the beasts and the four horsemen and those things. So there's a lot of uh, just imagery that is prophetic in that way uh, with destruction. It's apocalyptic kind of pro prophecy language um, that's used. So I think metaphorical. I think, you know, a lot of people don't have a problem seeing the, the Ezekiel and Daniel prophecies as metaphorical, you know, like they don't believe the stars really fell from the sky in the destruction of Egypt. Right. So, mm -hmm. but they do for the end of the world, you know, in well, Revelation. I mean, it's weird. Cause we talk, we still, we still talk like that to some extent. Like we talk about like, Oh, well after nine 11, the world changed. Like, well, the world didn't actually change. We're being hyperbolic about it. Well, like, the world stood still. Right. Exactly. Know? Like we're not being it's literal. Like, we wrote that no, down. But, yeah. It's, it's, but we understand what, but we understand what that means. Right. Exactly. Right. And yeah, I think that's what we're seeing in Ezekiel. I don't think he was like tripping balls and like saw <laughs> uh, interdimensional elves in their <laughs> wheels. I've, I've always taken it as he had a, a vision in the spirit. Like he wasn't, I don't know if Ezekiel, like the Lord actually came down on his throne to meet Ezekiel or if it was like a, yeah. kind of like a Paul thing where he's like, I went up to the third heaven and I don't know if it was real or in the spirit, but I know I was there. One of those yeah. kind of experiences. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, we're talking about visions and stuff, and it's not, it has it has meaning. It's not literal, but it does have right. true meaning. But we don't With, we don't like to talk about the Bible that way because I feel like a lot of people think if you don't take it literally, yeah. you're saying it's not true. Yeah, which that's well, not. Yeah. What we're I always like Doug Wilson's uh, take on that, where he said, you know, I don't, I don't believe the Bible is a hundred percent literal, but I do right. believe the Bible is a hundred percent true. Right. Right. And that's that's kind of how we need to see this is like it's not always being literal. I mean, Jesus spoke in parables and metaphors and, you know, I, I own a cattle on a thousand hills. And so it's like, does that really mean that God owns the cattle only on a thousand hills? Like, right. no, he, he means everything. He owns it all. It's like whatever you look, you I own that, you know. So, yeah, a lot of metaphorical language is that. So, yeah. So when Ezekiel sees these wheels in the sky um <laughs> that keep on turning i keep on turning <laughs> but, uh, i have the uh notes let me see yeah the complex structure of their wheels is difficult to envisage though something gyroscopic seems to be suggested um and the barrel is like crystalline mineral found in different colors so that's what <laughs> in 115 through 21 is what he's talking about I looked in the living creatures i saw a wheel on the ground beside each creature it was four faces this was the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like topaz. All four looked alike. So that's what I read before. The rooms were high and awesome, and they were have four rooms right. were full of eyes all around. So that's a really weird description. The four yeah. the four wheels had eyes all around. Like what does that mean? Well, it's like so the, the, the note on this from the ESV study Bible talks about verse 18 says the wheels eyes should be understood metaphorically and as related to the gleaming barrel or perhaps protruding hmm. gemstones. Uh, okay, so, I can see that. right. So you see right. a bunch of gemstones. It looks like a bunch of eyes, you know, protruding. Well, it sounds but, weird too because we try to contextualize it with our modern framework, as opposed to like him trying to describe something in a way that his readers would understand it. You know, like yeah. for them, I'm sure that idea of, of of gemstones protruding to look like an eye was not a foreign concept when you were used to seeing religious imagery. But we have a sci-fi context. So we try to put it into that context. Like, how does that? How does it make sense to me? 
Yeah, and I don't think anybody reading this at the time would have thought extraterrestrial life, right. other life forms from another planet. Well, I mean, they wouldn't would have had a concept of planet. Right. Yeah, they would have had no <laughs> framework for that, at, that idea at all. So, okay, let me yeah. let me ask this. Obviously, we believe in a spirit realm. And we believe that yeah. there's a a world I don't know if I'd call it a world outside of ours, but another another dimension where there's the spirits that dimension. are dimension. Yeah, we believe right. in the spirit dimension. Yeah. Right. They're living and active and they interact with us from time to time, but not always. Do you think obviously they can come through to our side do you think we can punch through to their side i don't know man because like th what really got me thinking about this and i you know i haven't done any research or anything but um when especially when, like joe rogan talks about his his uh psilocybin dmt right trip his trips you know and, and this is the case for everybody and talking about the penal gland and how that is something everyone has. Right. And when someone takes DMT, the drug, they're not, the drug is not altering their mind. It's, it's, so apparently we have like, so there's a, there's a chemical in our brain that when, when it hits the, the penile gland in our brains, it causes psychedelic trips. You, yes freak out and that's that's tripping that's the thing what stuff like what psychotropic drugs like dmt is they so it's like a, a chemical coming in to try and hit our penile gland right? right what the dmt does is just takes away that inhibitor so our natural chemicals from our brain go to the penile gland and that's what makes people like trip mm -hmm. out and freak out so it's not something coming into their brain and doing it it's there's an inhibitor from a chemical that's trying to hit our penile gland all like always not trying to but like it's just there it's waiting and then the, the psychotropic drugs just take that away and then the, the the chemicals can actually hit the penile gland and that's when people freak out and stuff so yeah. so abby's and i've heard this too that it's the same chemical yeah. that you release when you dream and also and uh, when you die when you die yes that's yes. the other one. Oh, she's back how yeah. was Alpha Centauri? Yeah, tell us about the what are the, what are the interdimensional elves want? Give us yeah, it, was, it was pretty crazy, but they told me that I was sworn to secrecy. Ah, that's ah, always how it is. I know. You, you, you can't know unless you take these courses. Let, let me give you this e meter, and then you can. But I, we're, we're I am going to tell you, I'm now a clone. Oh, that's oh it's not even you. We, we don't even know if she's a pod person. So, <laughs> where it gets weird. A little bit is when people do come back with like messages from the aliens. That always gets a little weird because it seems to be kind of universal as far as what, yeah. they're, what they're all saying. Yeah, what they're all saying. And it's always something like it's it's like a message of future peace and prosperity through alien human partnership, if that makes sense. And it's always the idea of like, well, you came from us. You're one of us. Like the the one I've heard listened to the most times is the Grant Morrison story. Because it's the best, because it's it's so out there. Uh <laughs> Grant Morrison, if nobody knows, he's a comic book Grant writer. Morrison. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he also he also claims to have summoned the spirit of John Lennon. So take that where you will. Uh but <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, he, he wrote it. Yeah, song. he played it. Yes, John Lennon, the ghost of John Lennon, gave him a song, and he played it once. 
It's not a terrible song. I don't know if it's Beatles worthy, but it's not terrible. It's called Helter um, Skelter or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the old. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard this. I read this in a music magazine that uh, Zeppelin used to talk about how they wouldn't write their songs so much as dictate, not, not dictate, but automatic write what was dictated to them. That they would? Like yeah. Satan. By, well, they called it, an, oddly enough, they called it an elf. So. Whoa, yeah. what? Yeah. True story. Oh my gosh. I know, right? But see, that gets put out there. I know. And then someone trips and it's like, ah, and their subconscious remembers Led Zeppelin talking about elves giving them songs and like, well, yeah, because, because when you take DMT, cool. when you take DMT, it releases oxytocin, which is what makes you dream, right? Mm -hmm. So, it, so it, it if takes you hear about inhibitor. little elves, yeah, yeah. so if you dream, if you hear about little elves, then I mean, I could see how you could trip about little elves. Right. It's already in your mind. So that's what you're dreaming about, essentially. Right. But, um, okay. So let's, I mean, let's go down that hole a little bit. So your, your theory, and I'm willing to go like halfway with you, is to have um, alien encounters or demon encounters. Yeah. I think that some of them are. I, I agree with you too that some of them are probably made up and fake. Okay. But I think, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, is there any, do we have any like, in my mind, do, <laughs> do we have any biblical precedent for that kind of thing? Cause biblical experience with demons are always like clear and precise. And like, this is a demon, this person is possessed or this person is oppressed. And this is what it is. It's never, it's never right. But it's like, not like that anymore. I mean, right, how why? many people That's go around saying I have demons? You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, is that is that because of the worldview we have now where we don't call it that anymore? Because I yeah, they, they would have called it aliens back then if they had Star Trek. I, Star Wars. <laughs> I've heard that. I mean, that's a good point. A I've, good I've point. heard somebody say before that, like, there was a theory proposed that, like, maybe some people that we call schizophrenic are demon oppressed. And we're just saying they're schizophrenic when it's not quite that. On, on something like that, I could believe that because it tends to never be good. The the, the voices in their head, like of, right. of schizophrenic people, apparently, as far as I understand, are never good. It's never like, hey, go help these poor people. It's, you know, it's, never, yeah. it's always okay. to hurt yourself, or hurt, you know, and it's like, mm, that's an evil element there. Right. Sure. Or worse, or worse. When I told y'all last week when I had to go to the pavilion and there was a guy who was schizophrenic, and I'll remember this for the rest of my life because. I, I remember I sat down and I talked to him and he was as normal as could be, had a complete, complete normal conversation with me. I'm like, I wonder why this guy's in here. Well, then he gets up. He's like, I'm going to take a shower. I'll be back out here in a little bit. Cause like I said, we all had to be in the same room. And so he gets up and goes to take a shower. He comes out pissed, like grabbing chairs, throwing them at us because the people in his head told him that we were all talking about his package size and we're saying that it was really small and he really like i mean i mean i know it's funny but he was hardcore like yeah. pissed off Insane. like i mean from one from one like normal right. dude just like to completely flip flip the switch yeah. but it's true like you've never you never hear of a schizophrenic person who is like wow i'm in my nice i'm in, hey this is my right. nice personality i'm gonna love everybody like it's, it's never, never like encouraging that. yeah it's never right. encouraging it's right. never like you can do it or like you know yeah. <laughs> so while you were yeah, off we, were talking, about, you. we yeah, were talking about weird. the possibility of punching through to the other side right like if it's, it's interdimensional, so right. like we're talking about 
as Christians, we believe in a spiritual realm, you know, an earthly right. realm. And we, so it's different realms, different planes of, of existence, of reality. Um, and yeah, so yeah, what, what, is there any punching through of that or like, yeah, visibility of that? Like, or, Crow or, I mean, Crowley summoned a demon. So do we really think that he broke through to the other side? Like he, oh, he, the portal got open and he was able to talk to somebody who was from over there. Like a demon? Possible. Y'all don't think it's possible? I don't know. That's yeah, like it's possible. Yeah, I think so. And I. Yeah, I mean. Do y'all hear that? I, I, we do, but it's. Yes, like, I do. What is it? It's like. <laughs> Ireland. You know those. Yeah, it's just, it's like, you know those little door stoppers behind the door when you push yes. them and they go. Pfft. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My seven month old has found that. Oh. <laughs> has found that. So we got a ringer here. Thomas. Whoa. Thomas, give us some details. I need stories. Demonically abducted. Elaborate. So that, that's the thing too. So in abduction stories, in in alien encounter stories, there doesn't ever seem to be an aspect of possession, right? right? Where like they're in me, controlling me, taking, or maybe like a brain controlling, but not not like I have something, someone inside me, like we do from exorcisms and demon possession right. stories, you know. Uh, so it's like, well, that's a big difference. As far as like, it's always operating on you, or like probes, or like yeah. you know, weird experiment, whatever. Like on like a, oppressive instead of possessive. Right, right. So that's a big difference. If we're gonna be say like this is demonic, like I don't see any in the same way. I, well, I guess there is demonic oppression, but right. it doesn't seem it doesn't seem to be in explained in the way that people describe alien abductions. Right, like right. When maybe maybe Thomas can say. Yeah. When, uh, when Paul talked about his demon oppression, it was like it caused riots, it's caused stonings. Like the the demon whipped up a frenzy in the crowd to get him to his thorn in the flesh. Like it was causing yeah. problems in his life. It wasn't so much like, and I was taken, and they. Well, and, and I think about Legion and the pigs, right? right? And it's like there's like well, there wasn't like an outside being like attacking or anything, right? All right, all right. Here was here's Thomas Paul. This is real long. All right, I'll, I'll read it. So it says, I got demonically abducted last, whoa, last night? This is fresh. All right, are you, I'm going to read <laughs> this think, as if it's not a troll. I think he said he just copied it. I think this was already copied, like he had already wrote it oh, out. He I'm just sorry. pasted okay, it. Okay, that's right. This is from previous. Okay, I got demonically abducted last night. They put a microchip in my brain. This is the first time I've ever got it. I've got headaches in my life. I'm extremely healthy. Right after the microchip got implanted, I got severe headaches. Also got migraines to, uh, to write Two, right after, it's a horrible sensation, and I just feel certain things moving in my brain. Microchips are a cause for cancer and many other diseases. PTSD times a million. God exists outside of space and time. When demons take you out, your perceptions of... That's where it cut off, because it's such a long time. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm really taking this as not a troll. I hope it's not a... <laughs> well, we're online. I don't know. How can you know? This is how... Is it, is this a real story, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> Learning protection. Street of thoughts. Yeah. Hang on, I read this. But I mean, when we talk about it too, like you said earlier, and I think this point kind of gets glossed over in the story. When we talk about the story of the Exodus, like the Pharaoh's magicians did the same thing Moses did. Right. They turned well, their staffs into snakes. 
Yeah. Did okay. Well, and, hang on. So okay. did they or were there puppets? No. Okay, because the biblical no, narrative. Didn't. Yeah. If you or read, was it, Ash burning out? Like, I mean, I know that. I know illusions. that's. I know that's the Prince of Egypt story. But if you read the text, it says oh, through knowledge. It says through the knowledge of their dark arts, they were able to do the same thing. So the biblical yeah. narrative is not that they had an illusion. It's that oh, they knew how to do this. Yeah. So there's actually. That's good. Let me see. Uh, let me pull it up. This is a real story. I'm a pastor. Well, what's the rest of the story? <laughs> pastor of what, Thomas? Yeah. I need details. And Thomas, you're gonna have to copy after perception of, uh, and then paste the rest of it because we didn't. We can get the rest of the year's story. So, I mean, there's this element in the Bible, and there's also um, what's his name that tried to curse Israel, and when he, when he couldn't, he, when he tried to, he could only speak blessings. Uh, Balaam. Mm. He was hired to put a curse on them, so there was this idea that, like, oh yeah, that guy, he can do it. He can curse you. So like there's this there's there's a supernatural element running through where it's like these people can do things and they have some kind of yeah. power from something. Like that's that's a, a thing that's common to the Bible. So like I guess the idea of Crowley making contact with somebody is I think not- Crowley's hundred percent demonic. I think that's hundred percent right. okay. satanic power. Same with the Egyptian magicians, same with anything that like from the Bible. Um, I, I think there is a difference between like extraterrestrial, uh, like paranormal, like that, and then like supernatural, demonic, dark powers. And I think that those exist, um, but they they wouldn't have anything to do with like UFOs or uh, any sort of alien abduction stories that we've heard. Um, so here's the actual text in uh, Exodus chapter seven. Uh, 10 and 11 says, so Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers, and they, the magicians of Egypt, also did the same by their secret arts. For each man cast down his staff, and they became serpents. Secret arts. Right. Their secret arts. I thought it was open to, like, this, it could very well have been demonic power. But it could have been some red food dye coloring? water to no. food coloring in there. No. <laughs> you watched you it too many times. The powder in there. Yeah. I thought that was a yeah, Martin Short and Steve Martin doing their song numbers. <laughs> yeah, it was Steve Martin and Martin Short are the two uh, magicians in Prince of Egypt. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. With the big that one? <laughs> that's them. Yeah, that's them. What? That's Steve Martin and Martin Short? Steve Martin and Martin Short. Boom. Right. That movie is so good. Oh, that's it's a freaking so great good. Movie. That's the it's best, great. The best that, parting of the Red Sea in anything. Oh, in that yes. with, with the whale goes through yes. the wall. Of water. Oh, oh it's so God. good. Bro. Oh, God. They, DreamWorks, man. That, that was great. All right. 99% of my posts are Holy Spirit inspired. Oh, jeez. Oh, here we go. I've been so badly damaged from abuse, the Holy Spirit has to take control of my body. Okay, we're out. We're out. You're yeah, you're out. losing us. We, you, you're on a reform yeah. podcast. You got a <laughs> doubting Thomas, Thomas. God isn't, God isn't a liar, so I couldn't, wouldn't call him a liar. Just be careful what you say about God's prophets, a stern rebuke. Well, I mean, if it wasn't well, if he if I, if I ever meet a prophet, I, will, I won't. So. 
So perceptions of time is completely different. So much for being raw, vegan, and living forever, LOL. I wouldn't even wish this on my enemies. Is there any pastor I can talk to that's familiar with this? This is beyond crazy. I'm about to break down or something. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I would I would I would do research and look into uh, desiring God. That's a good Ligonier one. Ministries, Ligonier Ministries, Canon Press, um, Canon Press uh, Ministries. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. So Thomas, Holy Spirit, take control of your body is a big claim. Um, yeah. No, be careful what you say about God's prophets. I, if you're talking about Ezekiel, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're commenting on theories that we believe to be false that people take from Ezekiel one about what he saw. Right. We don't believe that he saw aliens, but people do. So we're kind of commenting I, on that. I think he's, I think he's saying he's a prophet. Yeah, that's what it yeah, sounds. Yeah, that's kind of what I was kind of. I, I was wondering. I wasn't even saying if he's saying he's a prophet or if he was talking about how we're talking about Ezekiel. So, but yeah, we will be careful about what we say about God's prophets if we ever meet one, Thomas. Because <laughs> that's how you get eaten by bears. Yes, that is how you get eaten by bears like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, okay, so yeah. Crowley, we're, Crowley is demonic. Like, Crowley's demonic. Right. Yeah. Alistair Crowley. So you think demonic. his demon story is like legit? Like he really did meet a demon, talk to a demon, and all of that good stuff? I don't know much about it, but I don't see any reason to doubt someone like Alistair Crowley spoke with a demon. Like I really, he was a bad dude. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> all right, Thomas, we're going to put Jones standby. Um, <laughs> so. My thing too is the UFOs. We're seeing some kind of craft. Yes. Like people like, but my big problem with that is is it's always like I don't even want to consider any of the videos I've seen or photos or anything because ninety nine percent of them are fake, and the other the one percent is like a grainy radar infrared blip. Uh, like that Tic Tac. Have you seen that Tic Tac yeah, one yeah. with the fighter pilots off of the coast of California or somewhere? And they saw it and they chased it. And it's like, okay. And then the video is like, there's video. And the video looks like a freaking sonogram. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> at, at one week old. <laughs> like, what which, am I? Which also look like aliens. Alien. Yeah, it's like, that's an alien, you know, Tic Tac. Well, I and, mean, you know the story about Foo Fighters, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, like in the World War Two, right? Yeah, World War Two was they called them Foo Fighters because they didn't know what they were. It was UFOs that they were encountering in, in the air. Yeah, so, like, I yeah. mean, the, the idea of like the Air Force encountering unknown craft is not a new thing. Yeah, but it, but the, again, that's it. Like when you're you're hearing these stories, what the truth is, they see something they don't cannot identify. Right, see a flying object that they cannot identify. I don't know. I mean, that that could be a foreign uh, nation's technology that we don't have or I don't know, man. Like it's just one of those in, in the, like it, unless there's a ship hovering over times square <laughs> that everyone gets a photo with on their phone. You know what I mean? Like right. it's always like one or two people saw this for five seconds and I believe they saw something, but who knows? Like, I don't, there's nothing to even like start to create well, any sort of rational theory on. And a lot of people believe that Project Blue Beam was created Blue to Book. fake no, no, no. an alien invasion. 
Project Blue Book is a different thing than Project Blue, Blue Beam. Right. Yeah. Solomon, Solomon's not in the fringy world. You got to fill him in because he doesn't know what's going on. I'm cracking okay, so, Blue Book and she's cracking yeah. Blue Beam. <laughs> We're talking about two different things. Explain, explain Project Blue Beam for people who don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, let me make sure my hat's on really good now. <laughs> okay, so Project Blue Beam. Yeah, you better put yours on for protection. Yes. So they believe that it is almost like this huge... Um, what, what do you want to call it? Where it can like portray 3D images to where oh, it IG. looks like. Yeah. No, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like holographic images. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so a lot of people. The projector. Like Tupac. Uh, she froze. Uh, Let me I think that they've created this I mean, project Bluebeam. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so probably, um, okay, so a lot of people think that they've created this project Bluebeam oh, to, to make this hieroglyph. What did I say? Not hieroglyph. Oh, okay. Holograph. Holographics yeah. of this alien invasion to start, to start the one world order. Watch me. To make everybody go into this one world government, one world religion, end times, mark of the beast, everything like that. So here's my problem with that. What you just described is literally Watchmen, but it's also an episode of The Outer Limits called The Architects of Fear. Oh, that Outer Limits. Dude, I love The Outer Limits and The Twilights, both. They're great. So there was this episode of The Outer Limits called The Architects of Fear. Um, they didn't use holograms, but the idea was to fake an alien invasion to get people to sign up with a world united government. To, it's a for world yeah. peace. Right. Yeah, that's it. That was, that was in 1960 something on The Outer Limits. That was a TV show back then. That was also Watchmen that came out in the 80s. So Project Bluebeam is an idea that's been in pop culture for at least 60 years at this point. Wow. And I didn't are, realize that. Yeah, people are stumbling onto this thing like, oh, this is a new idea. Like, well, I mean, not if you read comics and watch old sci-fi. So it's, it's kind a of a real like, idea yeah. from, from truth. <laughs> true story. It's what Solomon's talking about. Like this idea gets put out into pop culture and then we're like, oh, now it's in the back of our heads. And now we're like, that's what it is. This is the conspiracy. This is what it is. But, yeah. Yeah, I, but then I, there's also the Simpsons that have like predicted a ton that. of stuff. So then you kind of like. Seasons, yeah. yeah. When you have as many episodes as, as the Simpsons, you're going to start hitting some. And, you know, truth. No, no. They've gotten, eerily, they've gotten so eerily crazy. Trump <laughs> being president with him on the escalator. They're going to hit yeah, it that, that dead on. That's weird. That's so weird. That that's weird. So weird. falling. When, when, famous, when Trump was famous in the 80s, they were asking him, like, oh, that sounds like presidential talk. Would you want to run for president? Yeah. And like, We've been talking about running for president for a long yeah, time. That's not a new and, idea. And 9-11, when they had, like, 9-11 on oh, there you're before it happened. Oh, ah, a Simpsons episode. <laughs> that's the, oh, I know so, what you're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, the, I, like the 99. Or, yes. You know. Yeah, I always hate the you know it's media pro. What I don't understand, and I want somebody to explain this to me because no one has ever explained it to me. They That's always common. say they have to. Yeah, Abby, explain this to me because you were you were in there. They always say they have to tell you before they do it, and I'm always like, why? Why do they have to tell you before they do it? Why is that they one of the what? Yeah, because supposedly it's like part of their control. It's control for them to tell you what they're gonna do and then do it, like a part of their controlling scenario. I guess that's kind of what I've always understood. Like they want to put it in your face that they're in control and then they're going to do it. And we're all so stupid and like sheep that we're just like, bah, bah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it seriously when it's like, oh, I read this comic book. I remember that story. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, that's literally the plot I mean, to Watchmen. But that's the I, that's the misinformation campaign to put it in the pop culture, so you'll discredit it like that. I want everybody to know too that during the week I hate Solomon because he stirs the pot with that. Anytime I'm like, oh, well, this is this, and he's like, well, that's what they want you to think. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> they. They them. are powerful. They are really them. powerful. Who, who are they? Who them. are they? It's the them. People. God, and sign me up because I'm ready to be part of them. Right? Yeah, that's, that's where the, you want to be. You the cool parties, man. Everybody cool is at those parties. Mm, I don't know because those are like those Jeffrey Epstein parties. Like, well, that's a different party. That's them. That's is that them. them. That's okay. them. A pedo island. That's <laughs> them. Island where the the aliens also land and give yes. them secrets. Exactly. They they killed Jeffrey Epstein. The aliens killed Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> New conspiracy yes. on the air. You heard it here first. Aliens <laughs> killed Jeffrey Crazy. Epstein. Yes. And it's true. That's and y'all didn't even have your hats on. Y'all are doomed now. No, I I'm know. Done. That's the problem with. With well, I'm already I'm I'm loyal to the cause, so it's okay. I mean, I bought in. Uh, that's the problem with conspiracy theories for me is that they all overlap. Like all of them are true. Like well, they can't all be true. Yeah. Y'all know so, someone's gonna screenshot that. Someone's gonna screenshot me doing this and Solomon doing this and <laughs> Julian holding that up and they're gonna be like, "We found the new Illuminati podcast." It is. I need to. Am I back? I'm back. <laughs> I hit my my connector as soon as I said that. Oh, <laughs> did you hit it or did the FBI agent hit okay. it? Yeah. So, okay. Can I be vulnerable and tell my alien experience story and then talk Ooh. about how Abby was trying to convince me that it was an alien experience? Yeah. Hang on. Right. <laughs> so, for everyone who doesn't know, me and Abby are almost on completely opposite sides of this idea. Like, I don't believe anything. I'm the most skeptical person probably that you know, probably that I know. So... I've had multiple sleep paralysis experiences and I call them sleep paralysis experiences because I know for sure that's what they are. Because you don't believe in anything else. Well, <laughs> because there's an, there's an obvious explanation for it. So that's what they are. Um, the first one was the thing. I had a sleep paralysis experience where a thing was on my back. Like, um, I was in bed, but I couldn't move because my arms were prone and they were being held back by a thing. And I can't describe what it looked like because I don't know what it was. It was just a thing that was holding me. And then I woke up and I was fine. I had another sleep paralysis experience where I felt something grabbing at my feet and I flipped the blanket off of me to look down at my feet and there was a, a thing that looked like the creature from the Black Lagoon, the, the Gill Man, grabbing my feet and trying to pull me out of bed. Oh, no. Oh, the no. third sleep paralysis experience was just a feeling where I was I was I fell asleep on the couch and I felt uh, oh is this your sleep paralysis yeah it was my sleep paralysis story you missed the first two so the first one was a thing on my back that was holding my arms back so I couldn't move uh, the other one was the creature from the black lagoon is the best way I can describe it uh, pop culture I whipped right exactly I whipped the blanket off my feet and I saw the gill man trying to pull me out of bed by my feet and. Uh, no, he didn't get me because I fought him, and then I woke up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, these are dreams. Yeah, these are, exactly. That's what oh, sleep paralysis okay. is. The other one was I fell asleep on the couch, and I woke up because I had this feeling of a of, of vibration like the room was shaking, like an earthquake. But then the sensation changed from just vibration to, like, vibration and then, like, a movement. Like, I was being lifted and moved, like a, like a pull and a move. And I was like, okay, well, this is sleep paralysis, and it'll be over in, like, two seconds. I just got to wake up. 
and then I woke up and I was on the couch and I was fine. So <laughs> these are all these are all just naturally explained sleep paralysis, which I think is like ninety nine percent of alien abduction stories. It's just sleep paralysis. They're just yeah. Imagine that cranked to like eleven. Right. Exactly. Right. If you're and if you're already susceptible to these kind of things, like you already think they're real, you already believe in aliens. Like if you have a sleep paralysis experience, you're like I for sure was uh, abducted. Yeah. Right. But what about people that are awake that aren't asleep? But that's what sleep paralysis you is. Are it's, awake. That, it's that state between being awake and asleep. Your mind is awake, but your body isn't. Yeah, and it's it's feeling weird, different things. Like I, yeah, I've heard that. That's a very actually a very common thing of like you're you're completely awake, but you cannot move your body. Right. But not only that, there's often a feeling of someone standing over you or like sitting on your bed or like yeah. some kind of presence there when you're completely awake. And you're you can you're but you cannot move right and yeah I've never experienced that I know it sounds terrifying it sounds so terrible but it's a very common thing that's that's actually really really bad it's really bad until you know what it is once you've done it like once or twice you're like oh I'm it's sleep paralysis I'll be fine with the presence because people that can like control their dreams too like my like my aunt dreaming control her dreams lucid dreaming yeah I've heard of that. Uh, I don't know. I'm skeptical. <laughs> but I mean, imagine that. <laughs> pardon me for having a discerning eye. Uh, <laughs> pardon me for not believing in anything. It's just, it's sleep. Like, I could tell when it was going to happen. I was like, oh, I'm not sleeping well tonight. I'm going to have sleep paralysis tonight. And then it would happen. It'd be like, oh, yeah, this is, this will be fine in a couple seconds. I'll wake up and I'll be okay. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I think that's, 99% of alien abductions experiences are sleep paralysis experiences. I heard a really interesting theory that I don't know if it holds any credence, but it has to do with memory. Uh, there was some, some theory that they're putting out that alien abduction stories are memories you're having from when you were a baby that you can't rationalize. Because uh, I remember when I had when Gerard was born and we brought him home, he couldn't see clear further than like four inches away from his face. Mm. So the yeah, light, a lot of lights and probing right, and exactly because you can't make sense of what's above you. You, you don't see it clear. So yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that's an old memory that you're having again. You just can't contextualize it in your in your modern self because your rectal like, rectal thermometer is the. <laughs> yeah, but but if that's true, then we can go into so many like other deeper things about like circumcision when you're a baby, like the cry mm, out method. You might baby. be tr- that might be true. Yeah, the aliens <laughs> circumcise me. <laughs> I want to hear that alien. What do Jewish aliens? (laughs) They've got the curlies. Some Torah observant aliens are like, (laughs) they've got the little hats. It's like a a tiny tinfoil yarmulke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Oh, it's terrible. Oh man, but I mean, that that kind of makes sense, right? Like that idea of like, oh, when you're a baby. Yeah, that would make sense. Right? I, I think there's you a rat- brain. You're, right. You're experiencing this thing. You don't remember it, but it's like, well, it's still happening to you. So maybe you remember <laughs> it later or something. Right. Like there's no reason that there can't be a, a, a sensible explanation for these things that doesn't have to do with you actually got taken by something. So what do you mean? You mean that you were your memory remembers it when you were little and then you dream it? Yeah, you're having a memory from when you were a baby of like a hospital when you're first born or something or and like you can't see clear and there's just lights and people over you that are grabbing at you and they have big hands and you're like, Oh, what's happening? You're big heads. Yeah. That would be crazy if someone could like scientifically prove that. 
right? Well, we well we can That's study weird. memory. Yeah, I mean, but it makes sense. That totally makes, especially when you know, like, oh, your baby can't see clear more than four inches from his face, so everything looks blurry to him all the time. Yeah, the lights and stuff. Like you look weird always. So my thing, my thing too is like I, I think every evolutionist should one hundred percent believe in aliens, right? Because that fits the formula is there are other planets that have been around for as long as ours have uh, has and right. and very earth-like planets that we can pretty to a pretty large degree determine that used to have water right right so okay you're talking about they should have some sort of life not human beings you know not it's exactly something. all the flora and fauna that we have on this earth but there should be something or at least the remains of something, right? If you have all these ingredients of life that, that they're talking about, billions of years, water, cooling, heat, right temperatures, whatever, there there must be life on other planets. Right. So every, every molecule to man, primordial ooze to fish to philosopher, big bang evolutionist must believe that there is life on other planets. And where are they? We got a lot of planets, right? As old or older than Earth, with certain temperatures, certain conditions that may or may not have had water, that may have not had other things. Like that's the ingredients of life, of some kind, of some kind. I'm not saying all our zoological, you know, animal kingdom. I'm talking about something. There, even there then, must be something. The the modern. The modern infinity theory is that everything that happens happens again because the universe is infinite. So if we're taking that, there should be other beings like us that are intelligent and capable they, of communication. The, well, okay. So, I mean, that, yeah, that gets into like the uh, physics, theoretical physics of like, like, universe after universe or something like the, right. or like the accordion expanding and right, right, right. banging and but in black holes and stars supernova kind of thing which we don't have i don't think we would have i don't think we can have evidence or something like that of another universe or an alternate universe uh or universe before ours or after ours like all the understanding we know is that the universe had a beginning right i mean that, that's what the big bang is and so but I, I guess that was uh, Stephen Hawking's thing. That was his first theory, right? That that they, that everything had a beginning, and but then he was like proven wrong or something in that, or he proved himself wrong in that, and that it didn't have a beginning or something, or didn't have to have a beginning or something like that. I can't remember all his theories of black holes and stuff, but um, yeah. Anyway, I think that like we we have a creation account in history. In let me see what's on. <laughs> in in history, in the Bible, in Genesis, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Like we know that, and He created life on earth and breathed life into man. So, I think as, as far as we're talking life on planets, we have an account for that in the Bible, and that is where we should find our truth for that. And I, I think if there were other civilizations, other sort of beings that were, they must have been created in, in the image of God, right? So I think we would have had some kind of understanding from the Bible of those other planets within our universe, within our reality and our realm. I'm not talking about angels. I don't talk about demons and on the spiritual realm. I'm talking about in our reality, in our realm, other living beings on other planets, 
That's what we're really talking about. Right. So, because we believe there are different types of beings, right? Angels, there's God, there, you know, so there's glorified state and not, you know, so there, new kingdom, you know, we believe that there are different levels of different dimensions, different planes of reality, different realms, right? But we're talking about life on other planets within our universe, within our reality, within our realm. And I don't think we as Christians have any business believing, putting any sort of real stock in that because it would have been mentioned in the Bible. I think it really, it would have been mentioned in the Bible if there were other sentient beings on other planets, they would have been accounted for in the creation story somehow. What's kind of crazy is when you get into that religiously, that's where you get other religions. Like Mormonism Mm. on board with the idea of other beings on other planets. Mormonism is Battlestar Galactica. Yes, literally. Literally, it was written by a Mormon. Battlestar Galactica, like in the 70s, was written and created by Mormons, and it is a Mormon gospel. I I don't know Uh, how, like, well-known this is to people, but, like, Mormonism fully believes that God was an alien. He was a guy from another planet who became a god. Well, from a previous planet. So No, not a previous planet. Not a previous planet. A different planet. Well, in the pre-existence. No, 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 not in the pre-existence. That's this is where it gets weird. So, because Mormons don't believe that God created, they believe that God organized. Organized all the matter of Earth already existed, and He put it together. Yeah. So we existed in the pre-existence, but He was a guy. Yeah, he was he, a good he, organizer. Right. Well, he elevated man. So the their big phrase is as God is. Uh, as man is, God once was. As God is, man may become. Right, but they have right. a literal. That's a, that's a mod. That's a that's a that's a that's a Mormon doctrine. Right, Kyle, that... Kyle's right here too. They also believe Satan and Jesus are brothers in the preexistence, yep. as uh, all of us are with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, and, but they have a star like God. And that literal, his literal offspring, literal God's wives. Yes, existence. Wow. And you know yeah. what's weird? I've heard Doctor White talk about this, and it's bizarre. He says that when two Mormons are like really good friends, sometimes they'll say like, I think we had the same heavenly mother because we're so close. We must be like that related. You ever see the master Philip Seymour Hoffman? No, I've never seen it. I, I really want to, but I haven't seen it, bro. You got to watch that. It's uh, that's more Scientology, but that's the but, same idea too. Like alien gods and, and well, he other- tells Joaquin Phoenix, like, I, well, I know you from somewhere. Do I know you from somewhere? And then like, and then he keeps saying that, but it's like, and then he's like, um, I, I finally know where I know you from. We were in the Prussian War together in nineteen eighteen, and it's like <laughs> it's a really weird cultic supernatural. But that, I mean, it gets into that weird. Other religions have that element of like yeah. aliens and other beings from other. What's weird too is that Mormonism has a, a multiversal uh, cosmology because there's yeah. an infinite number of gods and there's an infinite number of universes with infinite numbers of gods. As many people, right. Right, because conceivably, like, if the whole world was Mormonized, we'd all become gods. We'd all have our own planets. Yeah, it's, it gets weird, man. We, we'll do Mormonism. We gotta do one, one more. Yeah, f- a full deep dive on Mormonism. We, when me and Heather were doing one of these, we really wanted to get a Mormon to come on, but I don't think it's possible to get a <laughs> to have a Mormon come on and not after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what are, you, are you telling me we're lacking credibility now? I refuse. Maybe a little to bit. That. Maybe a little bit. But all right. So, what, what do y'all think? What's y'all's final word on this? So, that's my kind of final word is like creation story would have accounted for some sort of sending life on other planets. We don't have any explanation in the Bible. There would be, 
you know, I think, yeah, there's a demonic element to a lot of these things of abduction and stuff for sure. Mental, maybe psychotropic drugs. Yeah. There's a lot of explanations other than other living beings on other planets for sure. Right. Definitely. That's kind of my final word on it. And I'm with no you. I'm with you as far as that goes. Like the universe, I don't think we understand this. The, the primary function of the universe is to cl- declare the glory of God. The secondary function of it is for our own right. appreciation of that power and glory. Like right. when, when we look out in the universe right. and we see the expanse of it and we see these planets and we see these stars, we should think, wow, how amazing that God created those kind of things. Yeah. Like all of that is here to reflect him to us and show yeah. us that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah I think if, if there's a, a – missing idea in the bible that there's other planets with other beings that's a big part of a revelation that's missed out so yeah. uh, it's possible i'm still real on the fence i think a lot of people are susceptible to suggestion and group think of the idea that like oh i had one of those experiences too it's totally real pop culture right. seeping right. into these experiences and stuff i think yeah. i think 99.9 percent of them are easily explained by some kind of natural sleep paralysis uh a misremembered dream a memory that's wrong uh, George St. Pierre, the UFC fighter, he thinks he had a, a alien abduction experience because he has lost, yeah, he because he has lost time, like he has hours of time. Uh, he doesn't know what happened. Bro, when he gets he, kicked in the head for a living. He got kicked in the head. He has he has head trauma. He can't remember time because he has a brain injury. PTE. So yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. I know Abby's on a little different wavelength, but I think we're mostly on the same page. Yeah, I think I think I pretty much agree with you guys. Like I said, I just don't I I don't think that everyone is making it up and I do think there's some sort of demonic realm when it comes to aliens, ghosts, anything like that. But I agree with y'all that it's really I mean kind of what Paul said, like I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from Christ. Like there's nothing, you know what I mean? There's nothing in this world that's really going to impact our lives enough that it will take us out of the hand of Christ. And so, I mean, I agree with y'all that everything is for God's glory and that's what we should really be looking for and not some other dimension. Because I feel like a lot of times people are trying to prove aliens to disprove God. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Or so, to believe in it's the God of the gaps. It's like we can't explain human right. consciousness, can't explain beginning of life from now. So aliens, sure, that's a possibility. Maybe we'll figure it out later with science or something. Yeah. Right. Solomon, so, your mom, your mom and I'd be great friends. I know. <laughs> that's a terrifying <laughs> thought. <laughs> so uh, next week we're gonna do kind of a tangential com- uh, tangential topic to this uh, Nephilim because Nephilim I see brought up a lot in Christians that do believe in like. UFO experiences and other realms coming through. Uh, what are the they? Right. We've got like three verses talking about them. So there's a lot of ideas. The giant men. Right. Who were killed off. Yeah. So we're going to do a dive on that. Uh, I bought the book of Enoch, so we'll go through it and see what I get out of it. But it should be interesting. Definitely. Uh, that's definitely one that's like brought up in Sunday school. Like, what's that? What's and that? no one has an answer. No one has a good answer. Like, yeah, be quiet. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it later. Read yeah. this. So... <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming on. Thanks for putting All up. Right. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, keep your eyes on the skies. But more importantly, keep your eyes on God. <laughs> All right. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Yep.